Here's the million dollar question. How do men like us reach our full potential and grow into the men we dream of being while taking care of our responsibilities, working, being good husbands, fathers, and still take care of ourselves? That's the question. This podcast will help you with those answers. My name is Brent and welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, father. My name is Brent and today my special guest is Adam Adams of the podcast on podcasting. Adam's not just a podcaster, but an entrepreneur with several different successful businesses. And Adam, welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Boom. You're so good at that. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I know that you've got to be incredibly busy, man. I was looking through uh, some of your stuff, and if I read it right, you got at least four businesses going, right? Oh, that might be what you read. Um, what are what are the businesses that you saw? I saw that you have your podcast growth team, okay. which looks incredible, by the way. And I saw that you have a outsourcing company for video outsourcing. And then it looks like you were doing something in real estate investing. So, 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 I mean, if I can uh, maybe brief it, uh, I've been doing real estate investing since I was in college. My dad was a real estate investor. So he basically made me, he actually bought the first property for me. Uh, uh, randomly enough, after giving it to me as a gift, he said that is, I, I don't know if this is true, but he said that his accountant said that he has to legally have me pay for it. So I was like, what kind of Christmas gift is that? Uh, but I've been doing real estate investing since then, since I got forced into investing in my first property in 2005. Um, so that's that's always going to be a big thing. I think that everyone should invest. Like, frankly, regardless what who we are, what we do, saving money isn't really going to give us our retirement account. Like investing it and letting it grow. Someone recently told me, this is my sweetheart, said that she heard it somewhere. Uh, so she she recently told me that someone called it letting your uh, money have money babies. I always call it, you know, let your let your money sweat for you, uh, put it to work, let it let it go to work for you to create more money. And there's that thing that's that's always been a thing, but it's not so much a. Uh, technically, there are LLCs that own my properties that that uh, we run and manage, but. I don't think of it that much like a business. It's fairly hands-off. We have like property managers that do most of the work. They collect the money. So it's pretty easy. So I'm not too busy from that. But there, the other two things, uh, we do support podcasters in many ways, but I have a team of 32 that are doing that. So I work hard for sure in the podcast uh, supporting company. But I have a really good team. Then we also used to do more focus on helping people get virtual assistants. But I'll be honest, a couple of the VAs did not work out for other people. And like out of like 15, two of them didn't work. And I just I I squashed that company. I'm like, I don't I don't want anyone to be mad at me. I don't want any customer <laughs> to be like sad. We had this thing where we're like, if they don't work out within 30 days, we'll like re, uh, we'll give you another virtual assistant. Like we'll go through all of that work again that that costs the same amount, just and guarantee that. 
One of them, it happened at five weeks. And I'm like, hell no, I'm not going through that. The contract says four weeks. And the guy was like so mad. Now, uh, he has referred us business since, but he was really disappointed. And I didn't like the feeling of disappointing anyone. So with our podcast company, we don't disappoint. Uh, We do a uh, we really crush it. And so I pretty put pretty much put all my eggs in that basket. Okay. So see, it's, it's cut down from my research and that was really recent. You, uh, Mandy updated yeah. a couple profiles there, man. Yeah, it was 2020. <laughs> we did all of those things. So, yeah. All right. So Adam, I am not actually, so that was probably the most formal intro as far as like introducing a guest I've done in who knows how long, because I'm not that podcaster. Um, I, I get to research you guys before you ever come on on the show and, but I can tell people your accolades and read off achievements and, and, and that doesn't mean crap to anybody. So tell us who is Adam Adams? I love that question. Who is Adam Adams? Um, I am just a guy. <laughs> In fact, I, I told one of my, one of my people, he was creating like a website for us and he goes, what do you want your title to be? And I'm like, I'm just a guy. So I'm just a regular old uh, guy. I I have I fail all the time. I make mistakes all the time. I care about personal development. I care about growing who I am. I do a lot of self reflection to try to be a better person. But I feel like I'm still in the beginning stages of that growth. Some of the things that I really truly enjoy um, is mountain biking, going outside, playing out, and and, and just. Uh, I love the thrill of mountain biking. It's it's it can be a little bit scary, exhilarating. You could be going fast. It's always a challenge it, maneuvering through different rocks, and uh, and it's also a challenge just like making it to the top. So you basically usually go to the top and then turn around. And I enjoy things like that. In the pre-interview, you you mentioned that you saw that I do CrossFit. I love uh, I love CrossFit. It's, it's, it's something that challenges me and nothing, things don't seem that great to me. I, I, I know it seems weird to, to many, but I just don't enjoy anything that doesn't feel like it's a little bit of a competition or a little bit of a game. I, I, the being able to try to figure things out and understand how, how do I be a better mountain biker? How do I, how do I game the system to, to you know, take maybe first place or third place at CrossFit that day. Those are things that, that are just fun, uh, little puzzles. I'm a father. I've got two children. They're doing better than they ever should with a dad like me. So they're just incredible, incredible kids. And other than that, I, I kind of am a workaholic. I've always been where I, I put a lot of time and attention into growing my business, supporting my team. In a, in a way, that feels like a game. That feels like a competition. It, 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 I enjoy go, you know, bringing the business to the next level. I enjoy seeing our clients you know, grateful that they're working with us and feeling like what they get out of the service is more than they pay. I love trying to pay my team. Uh, above, you know, uh, you know, a decent wage above minimum wage. And that makes me really, really, really happy to support, you know, a small team of 30 ish people. I, I don't know. I, 
I guess I'm, I'm all of that. And I, I enjoy a little bit of food and wine sometimes as well. Like I said, I was going through your social media and looking through some of the stuff you do. And I see you do CrossFit. You do the uh, biking, mountain biking. I got to admit, I was impressed. I, uh, I look at some of those downhills and I'm just like, no, just, just <laughs> no. And you like to go four by four and it looks like with your Jeep. I saw some nice pictures of that, that you had going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, my Jeep is super old. I I drive a Honda Pilot, but my my Jeep is an '81, same year I was born, and uh, and it's not that great on the off road. So the pictures that you saw are either my dad's Rubicon or me renting a Rubicon. So if it was a black one, it was my dad's. If it was any other color, we we rent them okay. when we go to Moab. All right. And uh, so you have you always been an outdoorsman, or was this kind of I saw in your mm. bio that it was uh, you had a personal weight loss journey at one point where you were losing some weight to regain your health and get back in shape. Was this connected to that or you just always been an outdoorsman? I, I'm not really a, a hunter or a fisher. I don't do those things outdoors. I enjoy hiking, but not like I don't think I would actually call myself an enthusiast. I go outdoors a lot, but it's, it's like, I need the sun, you know, I have to be out in the sun or else I I'm like a cranky person who can't sleep. And, and so I, I do go outdoors and I do love a lot of those things. And it's a lot less boring than sitting at the house or playing a video game or whatever. So, so I get outdoors a lot, but I think it's, I think it's just because mentally I would, I would not function if I wasn't in the sun, you know, being just, I, I, I don't know what it does. Vitamins, vitamin D or, oh, yeah. or, uh, serotonin or something, but it, it's, if, if I don't do it, I'm, I'm an unhappy man. I, I get it. I don't know how people live in Alaska, man. I have some friends who, uh, just moved out of Alaska and I was like, how did you do multiple months with no sunlight? It's, I don't get it <laughs> at all. For sure. For sure. So Adam, I think you really represent dads really well. You know, you're trying to take care of your health and we touched on that with the weight loss, but you're building business and investments, sorry, building businesses and investments. You're trying to be a good dad. I saw you're in a relationship and I think we all, we we talked a little pre-show. I think all men are trying to find, how do you get all that in. I mean, that's, that's, I think the biggest question, right? Is how do you find that semi balance to be able to chase either the side gig or the business plus your job plus, right. How do you make time for all that? Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I certainly don't think that I'm the best to be, you know, to completely honest, I, I make mistakes. I still make mistakes. I'm, I'm improving. I'm getting better. A couple, a couple like, things that have happened that have kind of benefited that or supported me in, in being where I am today, even though I still have a lot of growth, the, the book, the one thing, I don't know if you've read that by Gary Keller, he's, he owns a company, uh, Keller Williams actually. So most people have probably heard of it or some, some of the listeners might've actually used the company, but the guy, he he was trying to figure out like how to, how to grow his business. And they talked about him focusing and, uh, I, I learned from listening to the book. I'm dyslexic. So I was shoveling 
two feet of snow in Conifer, Colorado when this happened. My back was hurting, but I wanted to also grow as a person. I, I think personal growth is important. So I was reading, listening to this book and it, ta- it talked about like that there's really no such thing as balance. Like there's no such thing as like trying to stay in the middle between your family and your business or what, or your sweetheart or whatever. And so I, I, this shocked me. Like when you hear somebody say something that everybody else doesn't say, or the opposite of what people are telling you, um, that you need balance in your life. He's like, he's like basically in a, sorry if cussing is not okay for your nope, podcast, but he's like, the you know, balancing is basically shit. Like there's no such thing as, as true balance He's like, you gotta, you have to basically play on the middle. So you go like all in when you're with your kids and that, that actually impacted me. And I think it helped me become a better dad or a more present dad. For example, like I would get home sometimes and I would have my phone with me and like, I knew I needed to get some work done. And I had a lot of uh, things that needed to get done. So I'd, I'd either have my laptop or my phone. And for a while, for a long time, unfortunately, it's true. But, uh, you know, my kid would come and say, Dad, watch this, Dad. Uh, and, and they would want to they would want to share and discuss. And I'd be like, not now, not now, not now. And I remember uh, like a while into it, one of my kids was upset and sad. And I asked them, like, what could I do to be a better dad? What would I be? What? I mean, I, I know I'm not perfect. So what is it that I could do? And they said, if you could just play with me, if you could just give me, you, you know, spend more time with us, I, that would make a difference. And I actually started crying and um, thinking about this book and thinking about what my son wants. It, here's what I learned. in. Instead of trying to do both things at the exact same time, instead of trying to multitask, instead of trying to be at the house with my kid, uh, and you could, with my kid, the word with, maybe uh, maybe a, a, a strong overstatement. But at the house, I'm thinking I'm a present father because like, I'm in the same room as them, and what I learned basically from this experience was that I needed to uh, find time to to literally be all in or all out. Basically, like uh, Gary Keller says in that book, instead of balance, instead of trying to multitask, be all about your phone, but give like an end time. I'm hey, uh, son, I'm going to be I'm going to finish this. It's going to take me about 15 minutes. And then you and I are going to play a game. And then I'm going to watch you and do this thing. And just that simple change, be, trying to be all in or all out, uh, or like Gary Keller says, pl- playing on the edges instead of trying to balance and stay in the middle, was the thing that allowed me to be able to, to, be able to ch- make it so that the kids now, and, and this is just, one of my happiest moments. I know I have a lot of growth, but now the kids, I ask them, am I a good dad? And they say, They're, I'm a great dad. And I even ask them, I say, rate me on a scale of 10 to 11. And they say 11. 
And uh, <laughs> I actually do do that all the time. But they, they, I ask them like, you know, am, am I, how am I as a dad? And they will both tell me that I'm great. And I say, what, why am I great? And they say, because you spend time with us, you take us places, you do this. And it's not that much more effort than it, it's actually probably less effort to play on the edges than it was when I was trying to balance, but it's seeming to go a long way. And I'm trying to use that same strategy, if that's a good word for it, with my sweetheart, with my business, with my kids, with whatever it is I'm doing. I'm trying to put the other distractions down and look at that person in the eye and give that person or that thing all of my thoughts, all of my efforts, recording a podcast interview, the same or a solo episode. I, I try to push everything else to the side, go all in on this thing, play on the edge. And then, and then once I'm done, I go to the absolute opposite edge. You know what I mean? So that's seeming to, that seems to be a really helpful thing that'll probably work for just about anyone, regardless where we are, is to try to play on those edges. Okay. Now, guys, be sure and hear what he said right there, because you, you want to be have a moment of bravery. Ask your kids to give you a report card on how you're doing as a dad. Get some honest feedback. That's uh, I've I've been interviewing people now for I don't know a year, uh, talking to fathers, talking to husbands, and and I've never actually had anybody even suggest that. I think. Secretly, I think uh, I, I'd be terrified. To my, my kids are still young enough; they think I'm Superman, but I'd still be terrified to get too much of an honest report card from my kids. I think. Yeah. So, let me ask you one: what's what's one just odd thing about you? Like, just that someone would go, "Huh?" Like, for example, yeah. I can hear dog whistles. Like, I, I have such ridiculously high frequency range on my hearing that dog whistles actually hurt my ears. How odd do you want me to? How odd do you want me to go? Uh, and do you want me to stop at one? <laughs> well, we can start with one, and you can go as far as let's let's keep it under an NC seventeen. But you know, NC seventeen. Well, actually, we might get we might get in trouble uh, for this one. I I there's this like there's this like basically third nipple that I think I have. Okay. Some it's debatable, <laughs> but it's it's in my opinion it's all the way nipple tissue. And I think that's a really strange thing. <laughs> that's a, that is a crazy thing. It's like, it's, it's not a, it's not a, uh, it's not a, uh, what is it? It's not a freckle. It's not a mole. It's, it's nipple tissue, the same color as the rest. And that is super strange. Another one is I was born on a polygamous colony. Like I was born in the middle of Utah. My uh, biologic father has multiple wives. And, uh, and so I was born and I have like 20, literally 20 brothers and sisters. And that's, that's a little bit of a odd thing. That's got to suck for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> the last one that I'll say is I have, uh, Asperger's, which is very strange. It, I'm, I don't, na I'm not naturally an eye contact person. Mm -hmm. It's not natural for me. I, when I do it, and if people say, like, you're really good at that, it, it's because I've, like, learned it over time. 
but the benefits are there's weird benefits like i can count cards like i i'm really good at blackjack and i can memorize the cards and i can know my exact odds and so i used to win a lot of money counting cards but at, at the same time it means that some of the relationship stuff isn't second nature i have to like i have to like learn it all and then practice it just to be what a typical human being would be so the, i i gave you three instead of instead of uh one sorry you know what and i, I get that last one entirely um my oldest niece has Asperger's and so watching her grow up, she's now I think 25 or 26 and watching her grow up and watching her adapt the world to her. It's like you, there's no way you just tell looking at you, right? No one knows unless they just interact and happen to know what they're looking for. But watching her struggle with some of the more uh, personal relationships and stuff that most of us take for granted uh, really just it's like, oh, wow. It, it, it gave me some more perspective on, on life. Cause it's like, oh, that's, that's not just, uh, you know, a gimme for some people. Okay. So, uh, no, thank you for sharing. And guys, I've spending... never told anyone on a podcast that I have three <laughs> nipples. Oh, uh, well. Self-diagnosed. Hey, but... you know, we're, we're fair game here. We're, we're pretty easy going about these <laughs> things. So. Guys, we're spending the first part of the show getting to know Aaron Adams and who he is. In the second half of the show, we're going to get into being a father and building businesses even more so. Uh, we're going to roll our sponsor, and we'll be right back with more from Adam. I'm calling on all men right now to stand up and stand against this horrific crime. It is estimated that over 300,000 children are being sex trafficked in the United States alone every single day. I want you to get on your social media. I want you to follow savinginnocence.org or fightforme.net. Both of these charities are working to end child trafficking in the United States and abroad. You can donate at www.thefallibleman.com shop and buy our inhuman trafficking merchandise. And all proceeds will be given indefinitely to savinginnocence.org. You can also go to www.savinginnocence.org slash donate and donate directly to Saving Innocence. Men, it is time for us to fight and stop this horrible thing known as human trafficking. All right, guys, welcome back. We're here with Adam Adams, which I completely butchered on the going to our show. But guys, we're discussing being a father and a businessman and Adam has multiple business interests and has had multiple businesses over the years. And he's got some interesting insights into what that actually looks like when you're trying to go out and do your own thing and be a family man all at the same time. So we're going to get into that during this half of the show. Before we go on too far, Adam, here is the great question for you. What is one thing under $100 you've bought in the last year that just has the most impact on your life? Mm, under a hundred dollars. I don't, I don't know. Uh, I've bought a kombucha starter kit. I used to brew booch. Uh, actually I'm drinking it now. So I, for anyone who's watching, this is homebrewed kombucha that, and, and so that was definitely under a hundred bucks and it's beneficial. It's probiotics, natural bacteria that, that is, that is helpful. It also replaces beer, which is good because <laughs> then it has a lot less sugar, a lot less calories, and I don't wake up with a hangover. 
So we'll just call it a kombucha starter kit. Okay. That's uh, definitely original. I, I haven't <laughs> heard that one before. I uh, I don't know, man. I, 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 I keep looking at kombucha bottles in the store, and I just, like, keep walking right by them. I just... I've heard people talk about how good it is for you and that it's healthier. And, and I look at it and it's, I, I don't know if it's like the murky look that just, I, I see it and go. Hey, uh, it looks like an amber ale. It <laughs> looks like an IPA. See, look, that, that's see, like the same color. I, I'm a and, dark as, guy. A, as what, what's that IPA called? Unfiltered or something like that. I don't remember right now. I'm, I'm purely a stout and porter kind of guy, so... Okay. Maybe okay. that's it. Maybe it looks too much like that. <laughs> <laughs> For reference, I, I am old enough to remember being called butt face. I was enjoying, oh, yeah. enjoying that post earlier on your Facebook. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and it seems I, I saw a repeating, uh, what's the right word? A repeating theme in some of your social media posts and your podcasts about how important you believe it is to be very authentic in all of your, uh, I don't want to say dealings, but in all the avenues you're pursuing as a parent, as a businessman, as a podcaster in your relationships. Will you uh, go on that a little bit? That is, I love that. And maybe authenticity is generally a challenge for me. Like in real life, it's actually like hard to sometimes accept who we are. It's sometimes uh, scary to admit that we have faults. And so being completely authentic is probably a recurring theme, A, because I know how hard it is to like accept ourselves fully and be who we are. And as somebody who wants to always be right, to actually like admit our faults. But on top of that, not just me, but I've seen that a lot of our, a lot of my clients, so we serve about 60 podcasters and I continue to see the, those uh, other podcasters come into the podcast, like imagining that they have to be like another podcaster. They have to be the same as this one podcaster because they got results and I, I really truly believe that the only way that we can get results as, as a podcaster is if we can be our true selves. And, and that generally means that like when it's like a it's a, the, the word would be congruent. Um, the word would be congruent, like thinking who we are or integrity, you know, who we are in one way, in one place where we could always be. And I think that can benefit all of us because when we don't cuss, for example, uh, we had a podcast episode about cussing and basically was telling people that they should cuss on their show if they naturally do cuss. And people are afraid to do that. People, people don't want to come across like non-business-like or uh, non-professional, I guess is the best way to say it. And, and so they actually hold back from what they would naturally do. And the way I look at it, like if we're going to be doing business with the people that um, follow us or listen to our podcast, for example, if we're going to pretend to be super professional, but then uh, 
A, let's just say that they see something different on our podcast. Like, I mean, on our, on our Facebook. And this happens all the time where I get people that sound extremely professional and extremely well, <laughs> uh, well-spoken and they're very careful to make sure that they're safe. And it, it, and you're like, wow, that's, that's an interesting way to be. But I can respect that person. But then you see on Facebook that they're like, F this, F that. And they're, they're wearing like a, a suit in one place, but they're wearing like whatever else, uh, you know, in the other place. We'll, we'll just say a tank top and, and makeup and, and uh, metal earrings and jewelry. But it's, it's just like completely different. I think that it, we just are more effective humans and business people when we can be who, are, who we truly are. Uh, on that topic, if you don't mind me sharing it, a long time ago, I actually lost money as a real estate investor. I lost a ton of money, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And Ouch. I nearly I nearly put a, a couple of million dollars of our passive investor money. This is just people that want to be like part of a real estate investment. They don't want to run it. So they mm-hmm. just give people like me their money and we we ended up having almost losing a bunch of this money and getting uh, uh, into business with somebody who was doing the wrong thing who basically had what's called a securities violation which means that he raised money incorrectly and uh, and actually was fraudulent I didn't find that out until later it was really embarrassing like I just I was supposed to be people saw me as this influencer in the real estate space. People saw me as somebody who was infallible. People saw me as, you know, this, this, this guy that, that was supposed to always do it right. And I made this mistake and I almost lost, I lost our money, but I almost lost passive investor money. And it was one of the scariest things that I had ever done. But I decided that I had to tell people because, like, uh, a lot of people were wondering, hey, why did you exit that deal? A lot of people were wondering, how did that deal go? And so, because at the time I had a lot of followers, I just jumped in and did a, I did a podcast episode about it. And I went Facebook Live at the same time. And I basically had tears in my eyes. And I said, hey, this is the mistake that I made. And, and this is why we exited the deal. And the strangest thing that ever had happened because of that, like vulnerability, authenticity, just being, you know, real and raw, there was a ton, I can, couldn't even number it, of investors that either increased the amount of money that they wanted to place with my company, or they decided for the first time ever, I have been following you for three years in the real estate space. Now I want to invest with you. And I like, I totally messed up. I totally whatever, but then they started wanting to work with us, you know? And so authenticity in business, I think is really, really important. Being who we are to the core, I think is really important. And another illustration, I was a musician. I used to compose music in junior high as a, as somebody with Asperger's. I took to um, composing music very early on and I, I did a really good job, learned how to play all the instruments. And 
there is a piece of there is like an illustration for music where it comes with us trying to be fully who we are and it basically means that there's a there's always a couple of notes two or three different notes that you could put together and they're going to sound basically one or two, one of two ways when you put two or three notes together they're either going to sound like they're in harmony or they're going to sound dissonant in harmony it's going to sound good and you're not going to know why it's go, it's going to uh, appeal to you it's going to it's going to sound attractive and you're going to say i want to hear more combinations of notes that sound like that when you put the wrong two or three notes together though it has it has what we call dissonance and the same thing happens we don't know why why are these sounding bad together like what is wrong why do why is my brain saying shut this shit off and so we have a choice as human beings to either walk in congruence with who we are in all spaces, whereas one note and the other note together resonate in harmony, or we have the ability to, for example, be one person in our business, one person with our lover, one person with our kids, one person with our best friends. And when we don't have that integrity, the weirdest thing that I've seen literally happen is that the dissonance is kind of subliminal. People don't know why they don't trust you, but something's not letting them trust you. And I, I believe that it just comes to this thing doesn't match with this thing. This note isn't in harmony with that note. There's something off about this person. We've all said that. And I believe that that comes when, even though we're, even if we're a good person, but if we're trying to be something that we're not in some situations, it's going to it's going to really come back at us and and hurt our business. And the last and only thing, because I think this is an important topic to to discuss, is just literally about my kids. I yell at my kids. I'm sorry. I don't want to yell at my kids. I try not to, but I it just happens, and I am working on it. Oftentimes. I see other parents, and I used to do this too, and I still do it, but less. You you like start yelling, but then you blame the yelling on them. If you didn't do this thing, I wouldn't have to yell at you. If you would have listened to the thing that I've told you seven times, we all can relate if you got kids. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> then I wouldn't have to scream. And it's like we're saying that they're the reason that we're screaming, but if we can, and it's not easy, if we can self-reflect, if we can look internally for a sec and try to understand who we are, and I'm kind of getting emotional to be honest, but um, if we can like self-reflect and look inside ourselves and basically humble ourselves in that place where we want to prove something, where we want them to change their behavior, it's been amazing. I've just stopped and I've been like, kids, I'm so sorry. And they're like, it's okay. And I said, no, it's not okay. Behavior like that should never happen from an adult. I shouldn't be intimidating you. I shouldn't be yelling at you about this one thing. I think that I'm sad and upset about this over here and I'm blaming it on you and I shouldn't. And I'm really sorry. By like 
coming to terms and be and trying to like really see what is really going on. It's not it's not their fault that I'm yelling. It's my fault. It's because I'm an asshole. It's because I have things that I need to work on about myself and I need to work on my reaction to things. It's not their fault. It's mine. And when you like slow down and share that, I think it will hopefully cross my fingers. I think that type of behavior change where I spend the extra time to like, to basically tell them that I'm, I'm failing right now as a dad, hopefully is something that will last them for their lives so that they're better dads than I am. You know what I mean? And look at that. Here you are on the fallible man podcast. Cause none of us got this stuff figured out, man. It's cool to right. be emotional because being a parent is emotional. You know, I've, I've got two little girls who are just everything to me and it is a roller coaster of emotions and I'm constantly having to weigh. It's like, okay, am I having a bad day or is this my reaction or, you know, where, where's the disconnect? Am, am I making this more than it is or right? None of us got it perfect. That's why this is the fallible man, because we have a real good grasp on reality that we all got room to grow here. Uh, so thank you for sharing with that. Guys, if you're getting something out of the podcast or out of the show, be sure like, subscribe, do all that good social media nonsense that, you know, you have to do on all platforms these days. It drives me nuts. Uh, but you know what? You want to do something good for us? Share this with your friends. Leave a review. If this is helping you, reach out, not because you like the show. Reach out because you care about your friend and you want to help them too to grow as a parent uh, and grow on their journey. And that is just huge. Now, you mentioned in your bio that you were struggling at one point with ignoring and even resenting your kids at one point as you're trying to grow a business. Will you, will you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah, yeah, definitely. In general, so I had, I had, it, it is, it's funny. I was a single man and pretty much overnight, I was a family of four. And it basically goes like this. I had a, I had an apartment building that I owned a small multifamily. And one of the, one of the tenants, a friend of mine who was recent out of a, out of a relationship, uh, she was single and I was like, Hey, why don't she was a single mom and she didn't seem like she got to do anything. So she and I went out and soon after when I was on a date with someone else, unfortunately, she let me know that she was pregnant and I was like, damn, uh, what are we going to do? So I became a family, a, a family of four. And that the reason I tell that is because in my life, sometimes I point to this pivotal moment, this accidental surprising moment when I am, when I'm focused on like the things that maybe children do to hold us back, which definitely happens. No offense to any of us. It, it will happen. Children make it sometimes challenging for us to uh, go to the gym. Sometimes it's a challenge for us to do work because we've got to get them off to school and we've got to pick them up from school. And then we got to do their homework. And then we, you know, have to do their, their feed them and we have to bathe them. <laughs> and there's just a lot of uh, responsibility that comes with children. And I remember when I was 
in the middle stages of building uh, uh, one of my businesses, I literally said those things that I just mentioned a few times. We have to do this. We got to do this. It's a it's a chore to do this. It's a, our responsibility to do this. And it came to the moment where I I saw other people that didn't have kids and were able to be really successful with their business and uh, with their health. And I, you know, over time just said to myself, like, man, I would be so much, I would be where I want to be if I didn't have kids. I would be, uh, I would be able to achieve this if I, if I had the time to be able to, to whatever. And so like it, there came uh, a moment where I realized that this was my self-talk. I have to do this. I got to do this. I need to do this. This is my responsibility. This is this is my distraction from being able to build my business. And I, I started resenting my children. And it, you know, there was like a little bit of a a moment where I was at a someone else's mastermind group, and at this mastermind we were supposed to be growing our business. And the truth is I couldn't think of what I wanted to talk about for my business. Business was good. Uh, business was growing. We were well-known in our space. And so I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about, but like this thing was facing me that, that, you know, I don't, I feel like I'm not being the best, most present dad. And that's just, I shouldn't even say it that way. I was a horrible, unpresent dad, you know, and I, and, and it was like, I, I would, I would push them away. No, not now. I'm busy. Can't you see that I'm doing the, I'm working. Then it came a time where I just said, you know, I want, I want to work on my relationships. Like, I don't, I don't really feel like I have very many friends. I don't really feel like I'm doing my body good. I'm not going to the gym and how much I need. I'm drinking more alcohol than I probably ought to be drinking several more beers a night than, than I probably ought to. And all of this was to try to escape everything. I, I was working like 40, 50, 60 hours a week in my business. And then I would be at home and just wanting to just wanting a break. And the, the kids, I felt like they were being like more antagonistic, more just like requiring more of me than I had to give. And I, I definitely became resentful. And, but it goes back to like the the one thing by Gary Keller. I just tried to do like micro improvements, like small little changes. I knew that I wouldn't be able to like um, I, I was also reading a book called The Compound Effect, I think by Darren Hardy at the time, too. But the the basically where I was at the time was realizing that I'm, there's no way I'm just going to like change overnight. There's no way that I'm going to be, you know, father of the year tomorrow. It's going to, it's going to be something where it takes work and it takes effort and it, and it takes a long period of time before my kids tell me that I'm a good dad. It came, it happened a couple years later and, and now it's happening, but I will definitely say that the two things that helped me overcome it since we're on the subject is expressing gratitude in the morning and and because gratitude's basically the opposite of resentment. Um, when I, I I express gratitude for my handsome boys that that are smart, that are that are doing good in school, that are that are sweet, 
that are that are helpful that want to impress me that want me to see what they are doing that's not a bad thing that they want me to watch them to do the same damn thing a hundred times in a row it's not a bad thing it's it should be recognized as something that i should be grateful for that they want to show me that i haven't lost them enough through my other actions that they still want to they still want me to be part of their life and so number 1 i i tried every morning to express gratitude i don't pray i'm not a praying type of person but gratitude is like prayer to me it's it's like i i also am probably really bad at, at what do they call that I, i'm so against it i can't even think meditation <laughs> and so gratitude is just a time for me to to basically say that all of the things that I'm that I'm grateful for where my business might be where my sweetheart and I are and even though we have a long way to go you know where I am with these different things so the gratitude is a thing that made it night and day and the second thing which I think we've already talked about today is specifically instead of just being in the room with my kid, right? Instead of just being in the same room and thinking that I, that makes me father of the year, if all I do is give him or her just five minutes, just five minutes, which still makes me feel bad to think of, but that is better than what I was doing. It's it's to put him on my lap and and get interested in the video game that he's building, the whatever, the clay that they're putting together, the art that they put together, even if it's just five minutes and pouring into them and showing full love and full attention, not partial attention, not just being in the same room. Th th those are the two things. The, the expressing gratitude, usually every morning, a lot of times at night as I'm going to bed trying to sleep and most especially when I'm feeling extremely stressed out or under pressure and all I can think of is maybe the resent that I have that like my kids are kind of holding me back from something which hopefully I'm not the only asshole that thinks this way. Hopefully there's someone out there that like that's like man I feel that way too sometimes but during that time of stress, just trying to think of what am I grateful for? What, what do I have that's good? That seem, those two things seem to spiral and compound on each other. Speaking of that book, Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, it's like benefiting me slowly to go spiral up instead of slowly spiral down. Slowly worry, be more healthy, more active, more liking outdoors, more happy more appreciative like it's it all connects to each other until maybe one day i'll be much better than i am today too so anyway that's just some of my thoughts on that no that's great in fact i'm not sure i can end on a much higher note than that so guys we will have links for everything that adam does in the show notes in the description of the youtube video Go check out what Adam is doing. If you are into business, I was listening to your podcast this morning, uh, the podcast on podcasting, and it was a tremendous show. I actually listened to the swearing show this morning. 
Okay. Uh, that's, I, I was grinning when you started talking about it. I was like, yeah, I listened to that this morning. <laughs> that's funny. And guys, if you're a podcaster, hey, you know, podcasters listen to other podcasters. Check out rowyourshow.com, which is Adam's podcast company where he is helping podcasters get ahead and grow their podcasts. Guys, we've hit some really great notes today with Adam. And Adam, thank you for taking time to be on the show. Be better tomorrow because of what you do today. And we'll see you on the next one. This has been the Fallible Man Podcast. Your home for everything man, husband, and father. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a show. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com for more content and get your own Fallible Man gear.